interviewing other couples and learning their journeys and their stories about travel. Um, we have laughed. We have been shocked. We have been amazed. Um, you know, some of the stories have just been so dope. And, and Black love, Black love is revolutionary. So doing this and putting it on the platform and making this season three and adding some new things, but keeping some old, you know, it's always it's always happy hour. <laughs> it's happy hour somewhere. Um, keeping keeping to the core of what Travel Tuesday's happy hour is, but at letting people add their spouses or their significant others that that make their travel experiences. You out a hat, pull you out a bag from out of mag if you want that. Pull up in the slab and pull off with you in my lap. Top down with Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world. Mm-hmm. And you guys have followed us all the way to season three. Yes. As you can see, I'm not alone here. Season three is about couples and couples goals. Mm -hmm. It's about black love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who best but my better half to join me (laughs) in this season. And I tell you, this season has been amazing um, and recording it with this amazing woman because she asked questions that I didn't remember to ask. Well, so, you know, two is better than one in this case. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Please introduce yourself and tell the people who are you and who will you be? Mm. I am Jacqueline Jackson, better known as Jackie, soon to be Mrs. Benjamin. I'm Paige's fiance, and we are getting married very, very soon. Um, by the time this, no, 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 no. no. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Born and raised in Queens, New York, currently a Harlem resident for the past 10 years, a little bit more, but soon to be a Jersey resident because I'm moving in with my husband. (laughs) And for those of you that don't know me, I'm Paige Benjamin, uh, also Atomic Travels Mm -hmm. for some of you. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a child of two immigrant Haitian parents that loved me so much that they instilled travel in me in so many different ways. Mm. Um, I can think of the first time I've traveled was, you know, traveling to Haiti to go visit for the first time. Mm. That was me getting on a plane for the first time and really experiencing the, the plane experience. Like as a kid, you get on a plane, you are touching buttons, you're asking questions and So for me, that was really like my intro to travel. And um, as I got older, we would travel to different places, whether it be upstate New York Mm -hmm. for my mom's like work trips, because, you know, they were always traveling Mm -hmm. and trying to make sure that the kids experience stuff. Um, And then as an adult, as as a college student, um, my first international trip as a college student was to Jamaica. It was like a mission trip. Oh, and we were able to go to like Montego Bay. I didn't know we that. Did, yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm learning too. Um, you know, we it was a mission trip that you know we was able to go take care of some some business during the day, mm-hmm. have fun at night, mm-hmm. and from that point on, it was like travel bug. Let's go, let's Ooh. go, let's go. Mm-hmm. Bit by so, the bug. Bit by the bug. So for <laughs> me, that was just like, all right, um, holidays, deuces. Mm. Uh, weekend, long weekends, deuces. Um, <laughs> and it was one of those situations where um, we would even create groups. Like um, I was part of a men's group that, you know, we would just travel every year around the same time and hit mm-hmm. a different country just so that we can have that shared experience. What about you? What was what was your introduction to travel? My mom, you know, mm. mom, Diane, she is a flower child. She is definitely a free spirit. And um, since I was born, she was like, she had me strapped in, taking me to all the places that she would want to go. A lot of it was domestic travel. Um, we would visit family and friends and all all along the eastern seaboard, the south, and a little bit of Midwest. And um, she would just take me everywhere. We would go everywhere. And we also went to to the Caribbean. Some of my first Caribbean trips were with my family or with my mom. Um, And the rest of my family pretty much travels too. My my aunt, my grandmother, God rest her soul, she would travel with us as well. Um, So yeah. And then in my 
early 20s, my early to mid 20s, you know, fresh off of um, a degree and and uh, first or second gig in uh, corporate America, making a little coin, just a little coin. And I had a group of girlfriends and we would travel. We would go to all of the, the, the very black events. <laughs> We would go to the All-Stars and the Super Bowls and um, the Fests and things like that, you know? We were out. We were out. It was about seven or eight of us in a hotel room that was accommodating for. But we, as long as we were out, it was, that was, that was what we did. And that was great. Okay, okay. Now- Don't judge us. You know how those those trips go. You got a little bit of money, not a lot. You got a little bit. So you want to be there, mm-hmm. but- <laughs> Now tell the people how you met this amazing individual. (laughs) So we met on Hinge, Mm. the dating app that's meant to be deleted. Mm. And we deleted it. You deleted yours, right? Okay, good. (laughs) So we met on Hinge. Interesting story. Um, And an organization that I'm involved with was doing an event focused on computer love. So internet dating, um, online apps, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, you know what? I want to be able to fully participate in this conversation. So let me get, let me get online and let me date some, you know, let me do some. In the, the, the very beginning of the shutdown, lockdown of the pandemic, <laughs> because how, how else were you going to meet somebody during that time, right? So I got on Hinge and after maybe a couple of conversations, um, my, I honestly, babe, I think, it was my first day mm. where we connected. I think I was on Hinge all of 24 hours. Oh, and I got a message from this guy talking about how you like your oatmeal cream pies. Because Hinge has this thing where you answer a series of questions very briefly. Um, and one of the questions was, what is your guilty pleasure? And my guilty pleasure is oatmeal cream pies. I love a hood snack. That's just how I get down judge me if you want to, but I'll go little Debbie. All Okay. I digress. But anyway, he'd asked me how I eat said oatmeal cream pie. And I was like, how else would you eat an oatmeal cream pie? But out the back, he said, you don't microwave them and eat them with milk. So the milk part, yes, almond milk, of course, because you know, lactose situations on this side of 40, <laughs> but the, if you warm them up, Babe, if you warm them up, they're no longer pies. It's no longer a cream pie. Mm. The cream crystallizes Mm. and they become cookies. So why would you do that? Why would you ruin a good thing? So as you can see, this was a healthy debate. (laughs) This this was a healthy debate. So that's how we started off in the game, but Mm. with a healthy debate. And um... (laughs) she's been here ever since. I mean, I'll tell my portion of the story. Tell your side. While I sip, I got on hands because I was tired of the other apps. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, you know what? Let me try this thing out. Mm -hmm. Right. So this young lady come up, you know, check out her profile. She got a couple traps in there. You know, it's like a couple traps. What's the trap? Let me not fall for the traps. Now I'm projecting because I had a hell of a lot of traps on my profile. You, I was about to Um, say your traps. But I was like, you know what? Everybody's going to talk on a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, she was boxing. So she had a boxing pick on. So I was like, oh, she's rough. She's rough too. So, okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I saw she travels. I was like, okay. I like that. I was like, oatmeal cream pie. See, oh, not, all, not all of this was on hinge. Listen. He listen. went and did recon. He did. He went to the IG page. He so, went deeper so into. Without a check. Right. <laughs> I'm going to just say Hinge gives you the opportunity to do your necessary research, okay? So, um, but yeah, so, you know, I saw oatmeal cream pies, like everybody's going to glance over that because nobody understands the magic of oatmeal cream pie. They're so magical, aren't they? And so, you know. The best thing. The blasphemy was, how else do you eat oatmeal cream pie? Like there was only one way. So from that point forward, it was, hey, let's get off this app. Let's start chatting. Let's video time now. Let's let's he be honest. He was so aggressive with the get off the app. He was like, let's video chat. I'm Listen. like, it's a pandemic. I have no eyebrows on, no mascara, nothing. I can't just be willy nilly video chatting. Listen, I want no Will Smith in the basement <laughs> during an earthquake type of scenario and have it doing this. 
and plucking off nails. I was like, look. He was like, now, let's do it. Let's do it now. I I like natural. You know how they say, ladies. You know how they say, I like you natural. I want to see you the way you are. And look, I'm still here. You know, I got to see... (laughs) I got to see the true pandemic version of her. You the know what I mean? It would have taken me m- months to see the true pandemic this version. This is true. Of her. So, this is true. This was one of the benefits of developing and cultivating a relationship during a global pandemic. We went straight to the real. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was no jokes. You know? <laughs> shot my shot. It was a little aggressive. Like, look, we need to move forward with this. Let's see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then, you know power couple to be I mean you know what I'm saying it's happening it's happening and so one of the things that um I I loved about her was the fact that we both had the love of travel Mm. like so much so that like that previous year we were both in Ghana at the same time time. all the same events Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold up, you was you was at Dutty Ray, you I was, was. at Cello, I was. You went to Elmina Castle. I you did. Mean? I was like, oh, y'all didn't. You, we done crossed path like fifty times. We did. It didn't now, even know you, it. She lives in Harlem. I'm from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I used to frequent Harlem all the time. So I was like, oh, we done. And we probably paths. went to a lot of the same events well, here she's a, in she's Harlem. She's a socialite. I'm not. So we I mean, you probably were there the and just was kind of in the background. But even the boat ride the q boat ride in in, in pittsburgh in pittsburgh i might have been there a time or two ask somebody <laughs> but with that said you know we started off with interest and mm-hmm. she was like i like to travel i was mm-hmm. like amazing because i like to travel and i'm i don't plan on stopping he would have quit me on spot if i didn't say i like to travel he's missed to travel himself so That's if so. i didn't say yeah i like to travel or he hadn't seen the evidence of travel in my social media with his recon his research you Tell know me. it would have been it would have been a sad day you know? <laughs> but <laughs> But we we did agree, all right, well, we're going to do as much traveling as we can. Mm-hmm. And that literally led us to our first trip. Our first trip together was Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. We our went, first trip was. We went to Atlanta. To Atlanta. Family. And now this was kind of family slash sure was. the beginning of a house hunting scenario. Mm-hmm. And um, we literally, that was the first time on a flight now. Yeah. Let me take a couple of steps back. Take a couple of steps back, right? You know, being as traveled as I am, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> one of the things that I've learned over time is I don't stay on the regular lines. Mm-hmm. The day I discovered global entry and TSA pre-check, you ain't catching me going. Tell it to him like it is. He was he threatened to leave me. Listen, I didn't have TSA pre-check at the time, and he's like. Oh, I gotta be on this line with the common folk. I just strongly oh, if you don't get TSA, I'm leaving you next time. I strongly suggested that she upgrade her lifestyle as an elite. Strong suggestion. It was and, a threat. And mention that threat. you know what TSA pre-check and standing in that that line. And then he said, just not, let's not just do TSA pre-check. Go for the goal. Let's do global entry so that when we leave the country, there's no situation come back. And you know what? I will admit it was one of the biggest upgrades I've ever experienced in my adult life. Mm, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he upgraded me. He said, get that global entry, babe. It'll take you places and mm. come back faster. And he was right. Yeah, yeah. He and, was right. And that was that was the beginning of the end. You know, <laughs> from that point forward, I don't hear that I'm right too often, so I'm going to take that. But from that point forward, it was literally a matter of, figuring out where to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we went, where did we go after that? Philadelphia to go visit family. We did. Um, we did. We had been to Philadelphia a couple, a, of, couple times, of times. But we went to Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach for we her family to, to situation. My, my grandfather's 85th birthday party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we went there. And then shortly after that, we did a road trip to New England. Right, right. So pandemic mm-hmm. is here. Yeah. We on lockdown. Lockdown. And you know, we try we on lockdown. So when you're on lockdown, everybody's eating all crazy like, right? And we was yes. like, we need to stay a little active. All the gyms closed. Mm-hmm. And so this one, I don't know how she did it, but she found us two bikes. I was on a pursuit, y'all. So when pandemic happened, um, and then we started just like 
Netflix and chilling and eating and eating and eating. <laughs> I don't know how much, I don't think you gained much weight, babe, but I gained a lot of weight. <laughs> and so I was like, we need to be doing something active. So the summer was approaching and I was like trying to find bikes, no bikes, nowhere in the market, back orders for three months on Amazon, on Walmart, everywhere. I was looking everywhere. Finally, in August, a friend of mine said, uh, this bike shop got a new shipment recently. So the next day I was at that bike shop and they had three bikes left. I took two of them. Mm. I called him. I was like, listen, give me this early in our relationship. So I did, you bikes. know, this, if we, if this was happening today, I would have did it and then be like, babe, I got us a bike. But back then I, it was new. It was like, can I spend this much money? Can we do that? Whatever. And so we got, the, I got the bikes, put them in my car. <laughs> it was a wrap. So, and it was a wrap. So what we decided to do was test out the bikes. It was such a big win. And, and one of the worst ways to test out the bikes, um, <laughs> So I haven't rode a bike in a long time and real riders know that there's, there's a a gear that you need to wear. Like (laughs) biking as an adult with adult parts on a bike is very different than biking as a child. So children can endure the seat (laughs) differently than adults can. But, um, we, we did tackle mm-hmm. central park for the first time we did that was our first uh, ride we went loop, through central park yeah, but you know that first and one was, loop is eight miles so we did eight miles mm-hmm. our first go mm-hmm. and we did it the next day <laughs> and the next day mm-hmm. and we was like you know what this could be our new life so she was mentioning going to new england mm-hmm. so the first thing we decided to do was let's go on a road trip bring the bikes with us and at that point um, and i know you say you're not a planner babe but what he is is safety precautional measure expert so there was a hitched for the bike rather than what i did i threw them in the back the back of my truck he was like no we need a hitch for the bike so that the bikes can ride safely we also need um some gear we need lights on the bike that flicker so just in case we're riding at night Mm -hmm. people can see us we need a double we need cushioned seats we need cushioned seats and not only cushioned seats we need cushioned shorts so we sit on the cushion seats wearing our cushion shorts so that we don't have the same experience that yeah, we did the first time. Around. Oh, it was so bad the first time. But but yeah, so that that goes to like, you know, my organization which mm-hmm. was the lack of discomfort. Mm-hmm. But her organization, I learned from her, she's like, "Look, we're going to do this way, we're going to do that way, we're going to do it this way." She literally had Aruba planned out for what? Two, we stayed at two different locations. Mm-hmm. Um, even with uh, going to New England, she made sure we had the location down packed, the places we were going to go eat, because she realized that the uh, Maine is... had nothing but restaurants and seafood. Oh so goodness. I learned she's a, she's a planner. She likes to plan. Portland I, had I like so many restaurants to choose from. I got recommendations from friends who are from Portland or from Maine. I got, I went online and, and saw places to stay, but then also places to eat. Remember, I actually looked up the wrong Portland at one yeah, point. Was, <laughs> I was searching so much. Washington, I didn't even like, realize that it was oh, like Oregon, Portland, yeah. Oregon. I was like, yeah. babe, this whole town is fabulous. He was like, it sure is, but it's not where we're going. <laughs> I was like, oh, you driving to Oregon? Okay. That's going to be an interesting trip. But nonetheless, that was, that was kind of dope. What did you learn about me? I learned that you will take risks on vacation that you will not take at home. Mm. <laughs> you yes. will, you will, you will say, and my babe said, he says, no, initially, no, is always his first response. Babe, let's go on a hike. No, but then look who's getting ready, putting on his clothes, his kids to go on a hike. Babe, let's go. The only thing that I didn't have to convince you to do is jet skis. Oh yeah. yeah. Jet skis is something that he, and, but not the daredevil which ways that he's going to stay oh, remain no. very safe <laughs> not to a figure eights and standing one. up and all of that stuff so but thing, he will do it so the one thing i look forward to when i travel is clean water right <laughs> yes. talking about blue sea water mm. ocean water just like nice little water so you saying you weren't taking we was, risks? We were in Virginia Beach. We were at Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. And um, if you saw the water, you would be as cautious as I was too. But nonetheless, 
I'm a cautious person and I will take He that. is very cautious. He is very cautious. He keeps us safe. I'm the risk taker. I'm the, let's just it do it. Way. Let's jump let's jump into it. And he's like, hold on, let's think about this for a second. <laughs> That's also what I learned about you too. Like I, you are really calm in chaotic situations. He remains calm. Now, anybody that knows me and those of you who are just meeting me, welcome. Welcome to the world of Jack. I am highly emotional, high energy, and I'm affected. I'm easily affected, whether it's positive or negative. But him, even in the most crazy situations, he remains even tempered. Temp, what do you call that? Temperament. Mm-hmm calm, rational, and is working to ease and calm the situation so we get back to normal. Yeah. I've learned that about you. We got to balance this out. When you go (laughs) up here, I got to, you know, kind of maintain us in Mm -hmm. the middle somewhere. So What have you learned about me from traveling? I already talked. You just ready to go. You ready to experience everything. (laughs) She's ready to jump in the water. I am. She's like, I want to try this, this, and this. You we will have a full table of samples <laughs> just so that she has everything that she wants to try out. I and, do. I do. You know, I enjoy those. We both like food. <laughs> Why not? Right? <laughs> yeah. So what inspires you to continue to travel? Oh, those are, that's a good question. So what inspires me is, let's just, let's just keep it real. We lead very busy lives. Um, I thought I was busy until I met him. This man does not stop working. He has 18 jobs and all of them are demanding and require his attention. Um, I have jobs that are really intense and don't stop. It's not a nine to five situation. So it's always something, it's always a problem to fix. It's always an, in, an issue to resolve. It's always a process to enhance in, in all the things that I do. And so travel when I'm home I'm always thinking about what's the next thing I have to do what's the next thing I have to do and but when I'm traveling I don't I'm very present so what keeps me traveling is the opportunity to be present can you imagine like you know and so it's very if if you can think about that in terms of like what it really does for someone to be present is is to be calm is to be peaceful it's stress relieving it's 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 therapeutic it's therapeutic. Like that's what it is. I also like experiencing new cultures and new foods mm-hmm. <laughs> or old foods, good foods. Mm-hmm. I, we are foodies. We are definitely mm-hmm. foodies. So we try new things. Um, uh, we go to places, we have a lineup of restaurants. If we don't have nothing else to do, we definitely have stuff to eat. <laughs> Always got food. Always got food. Always have leftovers. Hopefully they get eaten and not, you know, we go to the next restaurant and it just, you know, keep smiling up. But we're definitely foodies. What about you, babe? What makes you, what inspires you to continue traveling? Traveling allows me to check out. I mean, I think similar to what you're saying, right? It's it's one of those things where um, although we may not be working or we may not be doing one of the many things that we do like for the people that we love and the people yeah. around us, mm-hmm. like even when we're home, it's like not checked out, right? We can't, there's no really checking you out. Can't. Um, I take care of my dad. You have family at home. And we, although we're not engaged with those people, it's, there's always that, all right, this person's going to reach out for help at any given yeah. time. So sometimes it becomes a little difficult. Mm-hmm. And um, I, for me, travel is therapeutic, right? In the sense where, um, I find my peace and wellness on a beach somewhere, mm-hmm. on some some uh, some ATVs, yeah. on, on the poolside, eating some crazy food from some crazy place. Disconnected. In some random mm-hmm. location in the world. Um, I tried yeah. to call you. I was abroad. I don't... Listen, listen, I don't get... <laughs> my signal don't work over there. You know what I mean? Um, no, I do answer if only if it's an emergency. But um, but yeah, it's that's kind of why I you know, I travel because, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons why this show started was because during the pandemic, we was all kind of restricted Mm. as to where we can go. And the only way that I was able to travel was through other people's stories Mm -hmm. and through listening to other people's stories about how they travel, um, what they were doing before they travel, how the pandemic impacted their travel for that year. Um, It was, it was interesting to see that you know, and even your own pictures, babe, from previous trips. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those where it's like, all right, well, 
um, what to do next, right? And so through the show, we were able to give other people that sense of loss, right? Yeah. Sense of um, adventure, sense of reliving the great times. Yep. Um, so speaking of reliving great times, like, do you have like a bucket list of places you've wanted to go to? No, I don't have a, I wouldn't say, you know what? Let me think about that question before I just blurt out an answer. There are places that I would like to go. Mm-hmm. I don't refer to them as a bucket list, but there are places that I'd like to go. Um, so what are those places? You you know, we, I, I really wanted us to honeymoon in um, Italy mm-hmm. and Greece. Mm-hmm. I really wanted that. But the pandemic is hating on our travel from Africa to, you know, those places, but we'll get there. So I guess you, we can put those on our bucket list. Okay. Um, and then uh, um, South Sudan. So definitely Kenya, Zanzibar, mm. Uganda. I want to get over there. You told me great things about Dubai. So I want to get to Dubai too. And some of our guests have told us amazing things about Dubai. Um, I'd want to go to Costa Rica. I've never been to Costa Rica. So I want to go there. So yeah, I I would think that's bucket list stuff. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. So St. Lucia. We had a Saint trip Lucia. canceled to oh, St. Lucia. Man. That was heartbreaking yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah, um, trying to get money back. They ain't trying to give it to the us. Caribbean air don't go nowhere and don't <laughs> <laughs> like we got a credit with an airline that we can't even use. Oh my goodness. But um I would say for me, it's always been um Asia, right? Trying mm-hmm. to go to Japan. Um, I want to go to Singapore. So Crazy Rich mm. Asians is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mine so too. I definitely want to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned, she mentioned Dubai. Um, I want to go to Dubai. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really like, you know, just the, the rest of the world, literally yeah. from that point yep. forward. So yep. I think as we, since we don't have our bucket list together, mm-hmm. we just want to add lists. Together yeah. Yeah. Like, we just going to go. <laughs> We're going to go to all your places. We're going to go to all my places. We're going to go. There you go. So what's been your most memorable moment thus far? Traveling. My most memorable moment or my most memorable trip is easy Mm. because that's Haiti (laughs) for a lot of different reasons. The ups and the downs of Haiti. Um, Mm. It was uh, one because both of his parents are from Haiti and they they become um, instant family for me. His mom and dad have both welcomed me into their lives in a way that I couldn't even imagine um, that fast. And so to see where they were born and raised and to see where um, the country he calls home, um, that was that was amazing enough just to just to fly there and land there was enough but then to go to so many beautiful places riding through Port-au-Prince was it was really beautiful and um it reminded me of a lot of uh African villages that I visited other Caribbean places the, just the connection of because growing up in New York City we get a lot of exposure to a lot of international people um people who have have ventured out and and migrated from different countries and so there are places that have better reputations and and places that don't have great reputations and Haiti is one of those places that it was great to see in person and and just squash all of the negative stereotypes um, about what it means to be in Haiti and then we had this amazing um, journey, Amazing is is both great and not so great. It's an incredible voyage from Port-au-Prince to South Haiti, the south coast of Haiti, and then to travel on a boat to Ilavash. Now, I, I, at the time, it was like being in <laughs> one of those. What is that? Movies, what is that movie with movies. Harrison Ford? My grandmother used to love those. No, 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 no. The, you know what I'm talking um, about. Um, Indiana Jones. It was like it was like traveling. You had to have your stuff with you. You had to like make sure you were safe. We were on a boat holding our own bags, head into the like it was so many ups and downs. And then there were there was civil unrest and there were protesters that had blocked off a street and or blocked off a main road. So we were blocked and stopped for maybe about four hours. And that's added to an already six hour 
trip. So it made it a 10 hour journey from the hotel just to get to the boat, to get to Eli Bosch. But all of that was still worth it when we got to this beautiful island and we stayed at these cottages. We had our own private cottage that was on the beach, basically. Like you step down off of your front porch and the, the sand was right there. And the beach, the actual water was maybe 10, 15 feet mm. out. It was amazing. And what I love most about it too is when he come, when we came home, he tells everybody, I took her home. So just to hear that, you know, like, so yes, most memorable, hands down, Haiti. What about you? I mean, she has <laughs> If I add any more, we're going to go to two hour mark. You know what I mean? No, I mean, that experience. So, um, Ilavash, traveling to Ilavash was actually my first time going to Ilavash, right? Mm. Um, I honestly didn't know Ilavash existed until mm. that, until this trip. So, um, this was a new for me. Um, but like she said, like taking her home was really important because at the end of the day, um, and, and this also kind of reflects with why I'm doing Travel Tuesdays is sometimes we have to control our narrative, yeah. right? And if all that is put out there is the negative visibility, uh, the negative messages of Haiti, mm-hmm. no one's ever going to really go. So yeah. having her go and then come back and have these amazing stories um, means the world because it shows people that it's not what is put out there about the country right so, um that and you know the the whole keeping her my head cool under pressure or under uh, the certain pressure biggest example was, was um you know there was civil unrest and um there were some some very dicey moments and mm. i will say thank you to um black world travelers yes and gravel world mm-hmm. and Uj, cliff you really made sure that every step of the way people felt safe yep um every step of the way we were informed Mm -hmm. when we needed to be Mm -hmm. informed um made decisions executive decisions decisions on behalf of the group to keep us safe listen we had a free day that wasn't planned but it was better off than going on wasn't it so good we we bust everybody's ass in spades spades. we did and if y'all want some more come get come get some come get some some. you know how we say it you know what i mean but (laughs) Um, that was definitely a dope experience because we met a bunch of new people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing about travel is I do group travel because I'm lazy in planning, but um, <laughs> in group travel, you meet a whole bunch of new people of like mind, um, and hopefully yeah. like attainment. And so it's, it's <laughs> like those, attainment. I like that. You know, and, like it's, attainment. and it's one of those things where you grow a family with every single trip. Yeah. Trip. So, um, but yeah, so that was, that was definitely an, a, an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, is your favorite separate from your most memorable? Like, do you have a favorite? Of the two of us or in general? The two of us. It's couples goals. The two of us. Uh, I, I, no, I, I, I think it's, this, it's both. The same? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. both because um, it was an adventure. Mm-hmm. Like literally an adventure. Yeah. Because um, I mean, Jamaica I've been to before. Um, same spot and um, Aruba was cool but I almost mm-hmm. I was, it doesn't it's not like up there mm-hmm. in the list, but mm-hmm. um, I think I mean Aruba for the food definitely yeah um, unfortunately we went during the pandemic and the curfew kind of prevented us from really enjoying ourselves mm-hmm. um, similar to Jamaica but I think um, I think they were both dope experiences mm-hmm. um, one thing I do want to kind of bring up is like one of the things I ask all my guests is what has traveling while black looked like for you um and for me it's been an interesting experience so um as a black man traveling around the United States you know we're taught to kind of be careful you never know who's around you Mm -hmm. never know how they'll treat you um and for me I for the majority of my life, really haven't experienced overt racism in the United States. Maybe mm. some microaggressions here and there, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing that's like outright in my face until um, I started to travel to the South. Um, and um, 
those were pretty interesting experience. You know, you're talking about people not wanting to sit next to me on the plane, mm -hmm. um, people not wanting to kind of like that um, overt, like walking across the street because I'm a scary black man. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. These are things that I experienced in the United States, but like travel overseas was different. Like, yeah. like I initially started traveling to like black countries, right? Like, yep the Caribbean, mm -hmm. um, back home to Haiti. Mm -hmm. But once you start traveling to different Anglo countries, um, it's a different experience. Um, I'll say I've never experienced, my worst experience um, I'll say was for me, Germany. Um, and this was mm. during a time where um, I, I I don't want to say if it was coincidental or that's just how they behaved, but mm. this was during a the mass migration out of, um, of of African immigrants into the country, into all of Europe at that point, right? And so I, I got kind of flagged by, you know, undercover police officers because they assumed I was an immigrant. So they was asking me for my paperwork. Mm -hmm. um, now, me being the person that I was kind of level-headed, you know, I was like, all right, I'll give you the paperwork. Um, I never really thought anything of it until I went to the group and they were like, they singled you out out of everybody here. Mm -hmm. You know, it had to be something. But to be honest, I mean, I took it as them doing their job and then ask a colleague of mine that's from Germany. He was like, hey, what's going on? And he explained it was due to immigrants without paperwork. So for me, traveling while Black has always been a positive experience. Worst case scenario, um, depending on the president, um, I would say Obama era, it was, yo, I love your president. Yeah. He's cool. Mm -hmm. Trump era, I get laughs, yeah. <laughs> at the airport, mm -hmm. like, ha ha ha, your yep. president is funny. Um, which is is interesting because they see me as American before they see me as black. Mm -hmm. um, not that they don't see color, but um, the whole American aspect of traveling across the world is a larger impact or um, a larger, I receive a different behavior when they find out I'm American mm -hmm. as opposed to, let's say I spoke French, I would have been treated a completely different way right? because black man speaking French, he's not from here right mm -hmm. so it, it's 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 a gift and a curse being a black man traveling because they're always trying to figure out where you're from to determine how to treat you what 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 has it been your experience like so i um did a study abroad in spain my junior year in college so i'm about 1920 at the time and we did our um, we went to school at the University of Jaén, which is in southern Spain, very close to the Granada, Cordoba, and um, really southern Spain, the coast of southern Spain is seven miles in distance, separated by water from Morocco. And if you know the history of, the, um, of that area, the Moors had conquered um, Iberia, which is um, southern Spain, parts of Italy like that, you know, that they had come up in there really, really, really took over and um, built roads and um, uh, uh, architecture. Like the architecture is still very rich and African and Muslim in nature. Um, but the Spanish uh, pushed the Moors out, later pushed the Moors out and, 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 were really treacherous in the crusades at that time and killed a lot of residual Moors. Um, some of them were able to flee, but a lot of them were killed. So there were many years where there were no, and then there was no connection between the Moroccan border and, and Southern Spain or Spain in general. So there were no, so I, I say all that to say, um, when I studied there, I was one of two black people in my in the, in the class of about 20 of us. And one day when we were let out of school early, we were let out at the same time as a group of young, young boys just leaving school. And so they were in awe of me 
Um, the other black student, he's a, he's a guy and he wasn't there at the time. I don't know why he wasn't there that day, but so I was the only black person, only physically black person in, in, in that area. And they surrounded me Mm. and they surrounded me and they were trying to touch my skin or asking to touch my skin, um, asking to touch my hair. Um, they were just in awe. It was like this spectacle. It was, um, it was off-putting at first, but when my teacher started to explain what was happening, it was like, okay, I understand. And, and a lot of them, this was a rural town with not a lot of television access at the time, because I'm dating myself, there was not much internet access at all. There wasn't an Instagram, there wasn't Facebook. Um, so they didn't have the exposure. So this was for them, their first exposure in person of a black person. Um, Later, so that that affected me to the point where I guess in my later 20s, I just decided I was only going to places where there were predominantly black people. Mm. I didn't enjoy that experience as much as I, I was gracious at the time and very humble and 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 and, and embraced it at the time. I did not want to be a spectacle mm. in another place. So I avoided I didn't go back to Spain. I didn't go back to Europe mm. until maybe 10 years later. Um, so I stayed uh, in the Caribbean, basically primarily the, the Caribbean and other parts of the United States and Canada. So it affected my decision-making in terms of where to go. Um, that experience affected my decision-making. Okay. Okay. And, and at that point, so now that I'm here, you know what I'm saying? This is about me. I mean, it's about us. Um, what, how has that experience changed? Well, it's changed because um, I want to see places through your eyes. I want to see how you see things. And I think between the two of us, I'm the, I'm the most militant <laughs> Black power, pro-Black. I only want things to be Black, 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 Black. But um, you see beauty. You see scenic beauty, you see cultural beauty. And I think that that is going to be what, what guides us in terms of where we choose to pick our, donate, our destinations of where we go. And I'm excited about that. Okay, okay. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> we just... did decide to get married in, in Africa because yeah. I wanted to get married in Africa. He go. wanted to get married in South America. Um, thank you, baby, so much gotcha, for... Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever officially thanked you for letting me have the destination. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all. But I, but from here on out, everything doesn't have to always be blackity black. We can appreciate other cultures. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and for me, it was. It's interesting to see how people see me now, right? So before it was all right, this black guy right mm -hmm. but now it's just like this man and his woman mm -hmm. um which i've come to realize is it's a completely different approach in how they talk to you mm -hmm. um you know we've 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 talked to guests this season and you know they've had some interesting experience about how they're seen together yeah. and that's that's the amazing thing is you know the world is actually prepared to see a black man and a black woman together mm -hmm. and aren't fearful of them mm -hmm. and i think that's something that um, yeah man and wife is as less intimidating than man by himself right, right you are less of a threat to other cultures other ethnicities um there is a, a genuine real fear mm -hmm. of non-black people of black men specifically and something about you being with a black woman makes that softer it makes you softer. It makes you more approachable. Just don't try me. <laughs> Just don't try him. <laughs> Do not try him. So, <laughs> so we started with how I was an experiment during the pandemic mm -hmm. and we survived the pandemic. Yes. Um, what? High five. There you go. Mm -hmm. We survived the pandemic. We did. Um, how has life changed for you? Like, what's the new norm that we're trying to find? like with mask mandates, yeah. with travel restrictions, like what does that look mm. like for you? Because I mean, we go from working from home mm -hmm. to hybrid to, I don't know what Whatever it's going to be called now. anymore. So like, 
What's your new normal looking like? My new normal is um, more freedom. It mm. really is um, because of a nudge from you. I quit my job and I was in a very structured corporate retail um, industry. And so I am now in nonprofit, which what, what that means is 100% of my time is spent empowering my community. And the pandemic has afforded even the nonprofit industry, the knowledge of how well we can function if we don't report to an office, or even though we're not reporting to an office. So working from home has been, I know this is not new to you, you've been working from home way before there was a pandemic, but it's it, the concept of working from home and being productive from home has changed my life. And um, I also run a nonprofit organization that promotes positive self-esteem and self-images amongst youth of color. And we used to meet in black owned, black operated spaces in Harlem. We used to gather and a big part of the vibe of what we created for this organization and for the, for the youth that we serve is being together, being in the same place. So we've had to pivot and we've had to create a vibe over Zoom, mm. create that virtually. And a lot of work and, and consideration and in, intentional operation has gone into making sure our youth experience that same feeling of tribe and belonging and together and refer to the Royalty Project as a place, but it's virtual. So mm. that's changed a lot. In terms of travel though, um, we got to look at everything. Like when I think what we've been doing if we travel domestically, we just look at what's what's required, what needs to be done. We drive in. So if we need to pivot and because we can't go somewhere, that's been fine. But international travel, most of it or a lot of it has been group travel because then the travel agent is responsible for knowing all of the things, the COVID protocols and the considerations. But when we do things on our own, like when we went to DR with your parents, we had to make sure we knew where to get tested, where to go, what to do. That is the new normal. The new normal is not bouncing around. I think both of us had had done a lot of, okay, since we're going to get on a flight, we might as well make the most of it and go to three or four different countries. That's not the case anymore. We can't, we can't, that's not the new normal. Um, different countries have different requirements and different countries you can't go to from the other country. You, you got to come back home. So... So it's been a lot of one country, one trick ponies, <laughs> one country. And that's and it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because like for me, everybody was trying to adjust to this work from home life, and I was like, not just trying to do this, right? Um, been I, there, I damn near perfected it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and I think for me, like you hooked me up with my first work from home situation. Hey, you know, we got, you were like, I got you. You got yeah. these screens. You got all of this. I'm like, I got you. I got you. You, you know got what me. I mean? <laughs> but um, for me, the new norm is really like, so I, I, like I said earlier, I care for my dad. And so a lot of the new norm is making sure that we move around smarter, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Move around smarter, be mindful of the people that we have around us Yes. Um, and really try to take as many precautions as possible so that nothing is brought home yeah. and potentially get dad sick. Yep. Um, so whether that's work-related, fun, travel, we're always trying to do that. Now, the new norm is, you know, dad now wants to go everywhere. He's going <laughs> to Morocco. We're going to the yes. Bahamas. Yes. You know, dad is like, you know, I'm ready to go. after shot number two, he wants to go everywhere. So pandemic hit, he um, was like, y'all leave me alone. <laughs> I'm in my room. I'm not leaving. I'm not even going to the stoop. Right. So, now dad is like, Let's go. So it's it's really it's really it's 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 been a gift and a curse, right? Mm -hmm. And and gift in in many ways for us at least, in a sense that it gave us a newfound way of spending time together. Yeah. Um, not just with each other, but with our family. Yep. Um, because I mean we've gone to two family gatherings so far for your family. Yes. Um we've gone to visit your family. Right. And so it's just it's been interesting. Mm. Um, I will say, um, I have some tips for those of you okay. um, that are Let's looking about to start tips. traveling. Yes. Um, number one, um, make sure you really, 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 really <laughs> want to do this, right? <laughs> um, 
you know, traveling is not as gl- glamorous as everybody makes it seem on the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be. It can be within your own means. It can be within the way that you envision it. So I would say number one, budget. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're getting ready to start a, a, a union. So one of the things that we're going to do is a travel budget. Joint travel joint account. Travel account. Drop a couple of dollars every month in the bank account mm-hmm. such that when that trip comes up, there's no hesitation. No scramble. Whether you're going or not. Mm-hmm. Um, to find you a travel agent, a travel group, or somebody that just likes to book the travels for you mm-hmm. and utilize that to the umpteenth level. Yep. There, the pros and cons of that is really um, pros for me are all the logistics are taking out for me. Yeah. Um, they're determining what the COVID re- requirements are. Mm-hmm. They're getting the accommodations put together. Um, they're getting the excursions put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, they give you a payment plan if you're not ready to drop the whole load on the trip. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, 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 I will say is go with zero expectations, except for mm. the fact that you're going to have fun. That's a good one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people look at going to places like Haiti or Ghana or some of these other places of being first world type of experiences third um no first world being like here oh right? being like here yes. okay so um they're not right Mm-mm. now you paid for first world experiences yeah um but be but be be mindful that every experience may not be the same right that's that's really mine what about you i think you covered them babe mm. i think you've covered them those are the key ones budget have don't expect your trip to look exactly like you've seen on the gram or like you know what you think it might be based on media social media whatever go into it knowing you're going to create your own fun i love those Mm, okay Mm -hmm. so you talked about all of these things that you're working on and that you do Mm -hmm. um tell us about the royalty project and Mm -hmm. what do you do for this other nonprofit? tell us So my full-time gig is that I am the chief operations officer for the New York Urban League, proudly serving um, an organization, a historic legacy organization that has an over 100-year history um, of serving New Yorkers, Black New Yorkers, New Yorkers of color. And then also I am the founder and executive director of a of the Royalty Project, which is a nonprofit organization. It's a cultural enrichment initiative. And the key focus is the mentor program that promotes positive self-images and self-esteem amongst youth of color. Um, yeah, I, I just really feel like there are a lot of people, especially your followers, babe, like um, a lot of people that listen to this platform especially our guests. Our guests have all been prime for mentorship (laughs) Um, um, to be mentors. And I can't wait till we kick back off in the fall so that I can send invitations for all of these very talented, pro-Black, inspirational people in our community to serve as mentors. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. Where can we find you guys? At theroyaltyproject.org on IG, the Royalty Project, or at the Royalty at the Royalty Project on IG, www.theroyaltyproject.org um, is the website, and then the Royalty Project for Facebook, the Royalty Project for LinkedIn. Okay, and then mm-hmm. the New York Urban League. And the Urban League, um, the New York Urban League is for the IG at New York Urban League. New York Urban League for Facebook, New York Urban League for Twitter, New York Urban League for um, LinkedIn, and the website is nyul.org. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, what what I really want to talk about now is what has this experience been like? I mean, we've interviewed a good amount Wait, of people. I mean, I mean, I know we're watching your podcast, I know, but you know about me already. I mean, I mean, you can still drop it right now, just in case they scroll through their okay, phones. Okay. And they, you know so, what I mean? So if you haven't already known, my name is Paige <laughs> Benjamin, once mm-hmm. again, of Atomic Travels, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a t- travel photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also co-founder of Getting My Cheese Back on My Cracker Foundation. See, some people might not which know that. is a mental wellness organization that's focused on um, breaking the barriers to receiving service. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also... Are working towards um, 
debunking the myths and, and mistruths about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also have a podcast, um, Get My Cheese Back on My Cracker podcast is mm-hmm. really a driven conversation to normalize talking about mental health issues mm-hmm. and the things that impact us Very as a important. Black community. Mm-hmm. Um, we can be found at cheeseonmycracker.org, Cheese on My Cracker uh, on IG, Twitter, and getting my cheese back on my cracker on Facebook. Yep. So with that being said, um, <laughs> what was your experience like for this season? Because you've watched me from afar. Stalk, I have. Stalking me on kind every of. episode. Mm-hmm. But seeing how all that goes into this, like what's what's been your um, experience been like? And um, what what do you think people could look out for? What are some things that you want to, say stands out for this season I think this was very cool um one um for us to do this together we work on a lot of things we're silent partnerships and a lot of things that we do together um but for us to both be co-hosts um on this project has been great like Mm -hmm. working with working with my boo has been cool but then also interviewing other couples and learning their journeys and their stories about travel um we have laughed we have been shocked we have been amazed um you know some of the stories have just been so dope and and black love black love is revolutionary so doing this and putting it on the platform and making this season three and adding some new things but keeping some old you know it's always it's always happy hour happy hour somewhere um keeping keeping to the core of what travel tuesday's happy hour is but at letting people add their spouses or their significant others that that make their travel experiences um amazing has been cool awesome Awesome, how about you how was it having a co-host this time around it's been interesting um you know uh i will say having a co-host is for this show is different from <laughs> this show is different from the other show. Yeah, you try to give me the shoulder. Um, in, in a sense where you ask the questions that I don't technically think of, right? Mm. Um, especially with couples. It's yeah. um, I'm more of a private, private, let private be. Yeah. You're more of a let me snoop Tell behind me the more. veil. Let me um, know. <laughs> so so I like the the depth that we're able to go in with the cust with the guests mm-hmm. to be able to kind of get a little bit more like you know, who hit on who first or, um, you know, uh, what's their journey? What's your journey? It's a travel journey, but then it's your couple's journey. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And so you get a mix of relationship questions and Mm -hmm. travel questions and, um, a lot of nuggets on how to stay together. Um, we had couples, um, and you know, once again, all of these couples survived the pandemic. Um, high five to all of you guys. They'll tell you (laughs) why or how, um, and then, of course, the tips, like, mm-hmm. I think we get a range of tips from our guests mm-hmm. that let us know that um, travel is still possible. Yeah, for people um, that do travel as a hobby, but also people who make a profession out of booking people's travel. Right. We've gotten good tips from both. Oh, right. right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that we like to do is help some of our guests promote their businesses. And when we talk about businesses, mm-hmm. we got some power couples on this sure season. Do. And um, you know, we got we got this one couple where the wife was so modest about what she did. It was like, hold up, y'all was at the at the Grammys. What? Not gonna bring up the Grammys. Mm-hmm. So her husband did though. He was he was her biggest That's cheerleader. That's support system. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so this season has been an interesting one, mm-hmm. um, especially since she wanted to do a podcast with me, and um, I you was gonna like, tell that. Nah, I was like, nah, it ain't gonna happen. But it um, ended up happening. I told her, you know what, this is a trial run so that we could see whether or not this goes any further. So remember when I told y'all he often says no to things. So I'm gonna leave this to you. And then he'll come back around and say yes. This was the this is the biggest yes. I'm gonna leave this to (laughs) y'all. We we have an idea for a podcast. Mm -hmm. Depending on your comments (laughs) in the comment section, Mm -hmm. your likes. What do you think? What do you think? And your subscriptions is going to. I mean, we already took an IG poll and it was it was favorable. You the only person that voted no. We're going to see whether or not this works (laughs) or not. But 
Um, I'm definitely for it. This was definitely a dope experience, and yes. I thank you very much. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, we are here, season three, season three, travel Tuesday, travel happy, Tuesday hour, happy hour, couples, couples go, aka black love. Black love. What you will see is we got some amazing new looks. Yep. We got a new logo. Yes. For the podcast, mm-hmm. we got a new logo for travel two for mm-hmm. atomic travels, mm-hmm. and we're about to have a new website up and running so you guys catch up on all the past episodes yeah see where we've been this past year mm-hmm. um and really take the time to get to know us a little better yeah. so with that being said stay safe stay continue safe. to travel mm-hmm. peace, peace.